As leaders, it's so easy for us to get caught up in tasks, strategies, and our to-dos. But all of those things have no value if we don't know how to take care of the people we oversee. If strategies and tasks cause us to neglect our people, then no matter the results we're getting, they're worthless. So how do we lead at a high level, get incredible results, while still taking care of our people? Well, welcome to the Good Leader Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, ladies and gentlemen, from whenever and wherever you are listening to the Good Leader Podcast. Thank you for joining us on this very special episode. I'm super excited today because I get to play really producer today. Orange is still behind the plexiglass making all the magic happen. But I'm just going to be here for the opening segment. I've got some fun antics, and then I'm going to step out, and Ange is going to basically interview. I got, I got a couple of nerds today, all right? We've got two leadership nerds, both whom I love and appreciate. We've got Ange. Are we sure she's a good hire on the left side? Hello, Ange. How are you doing today? Hey, Jared. I'm great. How are you? I'm fantastic, and I've got Kyle. The price is always right over here on my right side. Kyle, how are you today, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. It's a great day. Now, excellent. Of all the all the people in my life, Ange and Kyle are two of the the higher leadership nerds that I know. On the scale of leadership nerdum, they're both very high. They are readers. They listen to podcasts. They like personality assessments, maybe almost as much as I do. They can really geek out over it. And so today, we're going to geek out over one in particular, and then I'm going to step away, and they're going to talk all about their strengths, leadership assessments, books, and what they like. So today, it's going to focus all around leadership assessments, and we're going to start with one of my favorites, Strengths Finder. Strengths Finder is uh, Strengths Finder 2.0 by Tim Rath. If you are familiar with it, you're going to love this episode because we're going to talk about it and how we apply it, how each of us use our top five. If you are not familiar with it, by all means, I encourage you, Google it up right now. Google it up and check out Strengths Finders 2.0. It changed my life when it comes to strength. It blew my mind. The first time that I read the book and took the online assessment, I was really taken aback. It gave me my top five strengths and it was enlightening to me. I had never thought of strengths that way. So many individuals don't really understand their strengths, I believe, because they take them for granted. They don't think of them as strengths because they just think everybody's good at this. My number one is ideation. My number one from the test is ideation. And I thought, that's not even a strength, that I can just come up with ideas. I can think. That's everybody. Well, the older I get, the more that I work in this work, it's true. That's a huge strength of mine. And many of you may be having strength. I think there are 36 total that it ranks your top five. You can nerd out and get the whole list. Anj, I'm sure you nerded out and bought the whole list, right? All thir- Like it ranks all 36? I did, yeah. Yeah, you know how I feel about the list. Worth the $40. Almost best $40 I've ever spent. I've top never done 10 it. in the worth of... I know. I keep trying to get you to. I, well, maybe maybe I'll I listen might. to this, this episode. Our, this might be our inspiration. Yeah. All right, here's yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah. When I let you and Kyle... I, this is the first time. We're introducing some new segments. We're introducing some new... We are about to enter uh, season two of the Good Leader Podcast. And in doing so, we're going to try some different things. I'm, I'm giving the reins to Anj. She's just going to run the show, and it makes me a little bit nervous. You know, it's kind of like I'm giving you... <laughs> I'm giving you the keys to the car here on Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and I hope that you don't abuse it. But you, at your, during your hey, segment... Hey, we might then, get a sponsorship you, from Gallup. Hey, we sure might. I, hey, I would not be surprised and I would not be unimpressed. 
You and Kyle then convince me. That's part of your challenge. Convince me to spend the 40 bucks and get the whole list. I only have my top five. My top five, your top five, your top five. Kyle, you know your top five? I do know my top five. I got it right here with me. Let me hear them. Rattle them off, buddy. Yep. Uh, so my, my top five are ideation, communication, woo, individualization, and input. Oh, yeah. Input makes sense. Inter- oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, I like to Ange. Honestly, yeah. Wow. All right. All right. And uh, Ange, you know your top five? You got them in front of you? I sure do. Go um, for it. I have. So mine's command, command, strategic, adaptability, individualization, significance, and relator kind of pop in and out together. That's like my sixth. My sixth one that stinks itself in there a lot. Okay, you're throwing in six. You spent the 40 bucks, okay? Don't be bragging. Okay, that was a subtle, that was like a humble brag to know that you knew your number well, six. Did you hear that audience? When I take, when I take the test, they literally... <laughs> I said, when share I your top test, five. She shared six. They go in and out. It's like one time... <laughs> Way to individualize that 50, answer. 50-50. One time I took it, it was there. The other time it wasn't. So, I mean... How many times have you taken it, Ange? So, every job I've been in besides this one has made me take it. Which is why I ended up just unlocking them because I'm like, this is stupid. I don't want to have to take this again. So, and you're really not supposed to. They really recommend you not take it more than you have to. So, I've probably taken it four times and um, it, it doesn't change much. My number one changes and it's never supposed to. It's like the rule of thumb your number one shouldn't change. And strategic has become my number one more often than not. So, wow. Okay. Well, my number one my story. is ideation. It. I've only taken it once. Uh, I, my other yep. four, thank you for asking. Uh, my other four are number two is futuristic. <laughs> number three is maximizer. Yeah, I noticed um, includer isn't on either one of yours. So no surprise there that each of you did not care to ask me my five. My number one is ideation. My number Mine's two is your really five, low. Jared. Oh, Kyle, thank you so much. I'm so, it's so nice to be included. I don't know if you've heard this. My number one is ideation. Number two is futuristic. Number three is maximizer. Number four is strategic. And number five is achiever. Those are my top five. Read me like a book. Those are Perfect. spot on. Spot, spot on. on. I don't disagree with you. Read of those. you like a book. It's, seriously. Uh, no. This assessment then, assessments in general, I, I say take them with a grain of salt. Okay? Take them with a grain of salt. If you have an assessment, you know, whether it's the Berkman or Myers-Briggs or Enneagram, whether you take a test or you're self-identifying or whatever, like take them with a grain of salt. If you read the results and you're like, no way, no how, that's not me. Okay, then maybe it wasn't. This is not the gospel. I think it. these give great conversation pieces. These give great shared language. Strengths finders and other assessments, if you are in a leadership position, it is a great tool to give your team of any size shared language. That's my message for the day. That's why I wanted to have this episode. That's why I wanted to talk about it. I actually really enjoy Strengths Finders. I have found it and working with all sorts of groups to be pretty accurate. Most of the time, people really agree with their top five. Of course, there may be a little bit of debate. If you are really nerdy about it, take it 17 times like Ange. Okay, your fifth and sixth one are debatable. Yes, <laughs> Most people, though, especially their number one, their number two, it hits them like a ton of bricks. And they go, wow, that is me. Do you guys have the same experience in working with people? Like most of the time, it really hits people pretty dramatically. Like they agree with it and they see themselves in it and then they start talking about it. Kyle? Yeah, I mean, I have I've not done an event uh, per se specifically with StrengthsFinder because, you know, I'm not certified to to give that kind of stuff. But I always I like to print out the list because I'm honestly it's it's out there people can look at it and 
people usually identify with one top one. They're like, oh, this is totally me. Like if they see descriptions of them, they're like, it is helpful for me to share this piece of information with other people. I am a big person on winning others over. Like people need to know that about me as they're working with me and as they're communicating with me. Even like, I think it breaks it down into into the four different areas of like executing, influencing relationships and strategic thinking. Just knowing those major like broad swath categories, like, hey, I like to think things through and then work with people or something like that. I mean, it's, it's invaluable. It's worth the money always. Well, in addition yep. to the shared language, so before before we hit the break, I want to share, if you're a leader out there and you use assessments or don't use assessments, or whatever the case may be, I want to encourage you to check some out for these three main reasons. Number one, I've already said it, shared language. If nothing else, even if it's even if you disagree, even if people don't like it, they don't agree with it, you now have a common language that you can speak and say, I agree or disagree, because number two, like Kyle's saying, it helps you work well with others. It gives you language to express yourself and say, This is, oh, this is why I like this this way. Or understand others, like, oh, I didn't realize you were deliberate. Deliberation's one that when it always pops up with people, I'm like, okay, great. You and I are not gonna operate at the same speed. I'm gonna wanna move way faster than you. <laughs> I'm going to want to make a decision. You're going to want to deliberate over it. Now, I can recognize that as a strength, and I can appreciate it. And once I know that, I can then be more patient and more critical of myself to say, give them some time. Like, deliberation is their yeah. number one strength. Give them some time. Deliberation mm-hmm. is also my, my, one of my go-to examples to illustrate point number three. People don't know their strengths. People don't know their strengths. If you go around your office, if you go around mm. your anywhere, your your place of worship, wherever you say, hey, tell me your strengths. Well, number one, people go to like this, this modesty route. Like, oh, I don't know. Like, what do you mean? Well, tell me what you're, oh, I don't know. We don't like to brag on ourselves. We want to be humble. We want to be honest. So we don't just come out and say, well, I'm awesome at this. Very few people will even say anything. <laughs> if they do say something, they really struggle to find what, like, well, I don't know. I'm pretty good at, I don't know. I guess I'm good. I guess I'm organized. Um, Okay, so you're always going to hear organized very quickly because it's like, okay, you're organized. That tells me very little. Does that mean you know where your pencils are or does that mean that your bills are in the file cabinet? What organization? It's a very shallow answer because we aren't very deep in describing our strengths. Strengths Finders is amazing. It gives you 36 things that people could say, yes, that is me. And it helps them think of strengths in a new way. Things like deliberation, they don't think as a strength. I did not consider ideation a strength. I didn't even think of achiever as a strength, really. Like, wow, I really am wired that way. Maximizer is in my top five. That was brand new language for me. That means I would rather take something from good to great than from poor to good. And that's really a strength. There's also a strength, I can't even remember what it's classified as, that's the opposite of that. Like people who are really good at taking something that is broken and fixing it. So it, those are three powerful ways that you can use reasons that you should check it out. We don't even get paid by them, but I would highly endorse Strengths Finders 2.0. It's a good one. After the break, Anj and Kyle, two leadership nerds, are going to break down Strengths Finders 2.0 a little bit more, talk about their strengths, how they see it playing out, and some good, bad, and ugly that they see playing out in the workplace, and how you can use Strengths Finders and other assessments in your organization right after the break.
Welcome back from the break. We have Kyle Price still with us here talking about strength finders. Um, if you were just with us in the beginning, Jared just covered so much about his own strengths, about our strengths. Kyle, your strengths make so much sense to me. They help me understand you better as a coworker. Uh, maybe, maybe you could say the same to me. Maybe you couldn't. I don't know. 100%. But, <laughs> but especially input. One of my best friends input is her number one. And like the way that you can just regurgitate and input so much information, it blows my mind. Mm. So like, I feel like she remembers anything anyone has ever told her at any time, no matter what. And it, that is not my strength. So it always just blows me away. Um, so I know you have also, we talked about this with Jared, but unlocked those top 34 strengths. Uh, so you and mm-hmm. I are in the same ballpark there. Really helpful. Before we jump into those, could you just give me give me like your overview? What is Strength Finders and what is the purpose of it? Yeah. So Strength Finder, yeah. I know um the the Gallup organization is kind of the the group who puts it out. They do a lot of research on like these major themes of leadership. Um, so much so that there's like this whole field of leadership called strengths-based leadership that's kind of arisen out of it, um, kind of in the popular sphere. So the basic idea is that we should lead from our strengths, right? Um, it, whenever you you get a report card, right, in school, or whenever your kid gets a report card, immediately we kind of go through the report card, checking, checking, checking. Ooh, there's a B. Ooh, there's a C. We always immediately go toward those moments of weakness, those those areas that we need to improve in. And the theory goes that we should really focus on the areas of our strength. Um, I won't spoil the entire book, but there's a really cool study where they took speed readers. Um, they took average uh, you know, students who were okay at reading. They took students who were really good at reading. And the average students, I think they uh, they went through this speeding, speed reading course and, you know, they improved their speed reading scores by like two to three times. They could read two to three times more words. The students who were like really, really good improved it by a factor of like nine. So they read like nine times as many words by focusing on their strengths. And the idea goes like in leadership, if you focus on your strengths, then you can really maximize your output. You can really do some amazing things, right? It's like Mm -hmm. if you're talking about Mozart, why teach Mozart how to mow the lawn, right? Might not Mm -hmm. be the best in the world at mowing the lawn, but he was a prodigy at music and a lot of other things. So that's the, that's the, um, my take on it at least. Yeah. That's interesting. We mentioned before, if you pay kind of just like that $5 initial price, you get your top five strengths, but there is 34 total that you can also unlock. I think it's for $40 still. These are at least when I did it, that's roughly like what it was um, mm-hmm. and and very worth it. But when you do that too, you, you also get to find out a little bit of the theme that you lead with. So Kyle, you mentioned this earlier, there's four themes that all 34 strengths can relate to right out of one one out of the four so it's executing influencing relationship building strategic thinking i think is the fourth one um so when Mm -hmm. you unlocked yours do you know what theme it said you lead with out of those four meaning which one of those four shows up the most oh yeah actually when you do it online it gives you kind of like it's kind of a cool little dna graphic and it shows like your top 10 kind of highlights those they're the ones that you you know uh, you work from the most. And so it yep. highlights and it's really cool. I'm actually looking at it right now. So strategic thinking is almost completely highlighted. So in my top 10, nice. I have um, things like ideation, input, futuristic, context, learner. 
mm. which kind of makes sense because I'm director of training and and do a lot of like that kind of stuff. Um, you yeah. know, knowledge management. Um, with relationship building, I have a few less. There are some in my top ten. So like individualization, I mentioned earlier, connectedness. How does everything connect together? But I tend to operate more out of that strategic thinking. How can mm. we, you know, gather this information, use it for the future? How can we, you know, take the context of the past and and learn from it? Things like that. Um, mm. So I still, you know, I still am someone who has the opportunity to influence others through, let's say, my woo strength or my activator strength. But the the means by which I do that are typically through that strategic thinking. Uh, on, interestingly yeah. enough, I'm assuming what's going to be your top area of strengths is going to be my lowest, uh, executing. I only have one strength out of my top 10. Is that your top one? You want to know something fascinating, Kyle? I, would I love only to. have, I only have one executing strength in my top 10, just like you. Wow. That kind of surprises right? me because you're an executor. You, you get things done. Yeah, but I think it comes out of my other strengths. So, um, one mm. of the most interesting I shouldn't say quotes, but one of the most interesting parts of strength finders that, um, a coach told us about, we did coaching and in my, in my old job, we did co- some strengths finder coaching with someone. And she was telling me that every strength on different people looks different. So like if Jared has mm-hmm. ideation and I have ideation, it will still function differently depending yeah. on what our top one or top strength is. So it's like all of your strengths filter through whatever your number one is. And so uh-huh. every strength has to look different. So what was your number one? Uh, my number one is ideation. Okay, ideation. And you also have activator in your top 10? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have activator in my top 10, but my number one is command, which is an influencing um, mm. theme, right? And so the way that both of us utilize activator comes out very differently because our top one is our top, our top strength is different. Does that make sense? So it's really interesting people. Yeah. People definitely think that I execute, but I actually think it's only because adaptability is like my number three. So if just no Mm. one's executing around me, then I just execute, (laughs) but I actually thrive more like my, almost all my top, almost all my top 10 are influencing. So if I can do that, that is like my sweet spot, but I execute when I have to, which ends up being feeling like more often than not. (laughs) Yeah. Like Jared said, we're both totally leadership nerds. Anj, I'm sure you've come across um, the DISC assessment at some point. Yeah. So one thing I love about the DISC assessment is they come up with like the natural style versus adapted styles. And I think that kind of speaks into kind of this this strengths finder talk a little bit, right? Mm. Like we, we operate out of our strengths, but I think the direction might look different depending on if we're in our natural environment in our adapted environment. Um, and that might even be where, where people are like, Whoa, okay, hold on. You are, you know, not utilizing your strengths right now, or you are, you know, you, you seem different right now. Um, Mm. I wonder if that's through adaptation or if it's through a different environment. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Or even nature versus nurture. Can you learn it or can you not? Yeah. That's a a good point. We obviously, we work together on a team that is very team-based, right? We're not 
super, super hierarchical and have all these really, well, we do actually have a pretty big flow chart now, but but even that (laughs) is still, (laughs) it is still evolving and not a traditional flow chart. I would say we're a pretty flat organization overall, which is awesome, but that requires a lot of teamwork and a lot of cohesion with one another, Mm -hmm. with different departments, things like that. How have you seen StrengthFinder help you as a coworker, either just yourself and working or learning about those that you work with? Oh yeah. So, I mean, strengths finder, the idea is we, we each have different strengths that we bring to the team and they're not better or worse than, right? So in a diverse workplace, you're going to come across all kinds of different strengths. You're going to come across all kinds of different leadership and communication and execution styles, right? So the idea is you work more efficiently when you know how each member of the team kind of works together, right? It's the classic buzzword, like synergy, like, okay, yeah, we're working together. But synergy really makes sense to me when you look at it from the strengths perspective, right? When you look at like, okay, I am a strategic thinker. I care about things like coming up with ideas. I want to be included in those conversations. If I'm not included in conversations where I can come up with ideas, you know, I get really frustrated if Mm -hmm. people are just telling me the entire time, like, okay, Kyle, do this, do this, do this. And I think it's important for my coworkers to know these kind of things about me. Mm Because if I'm not, you know, loving the things that I'm doing, if I'm not feeling valued in my strengths, then I'm not going to want to stick around, right? Right. I'm not going to want to be part of those conversations. I'm going to, you know, try and find other work to do. Or that's, I think a lot of times when people are like on their laptops working during meetings, it's probably just because they're not hitting that high strength during that meeting. So I think it's incredibly important. You got to communicate those strengths to other people and to communicate them, you got to know them. Yep. That's good. So I don't get to do this with everyone because there's actually not many other people in my life who've unlocked all their 34, but I, I like this. I like asking this question and I will openly share mine too. But since you have, and since you have that list in front of you, I'm curious, what, what are your bottom four on your strength finder? All right, let me pull it up. I got to kind of look around a little bit because I'm looking at a different view. Uh, But (laughs) my bottom one, uh, and I feel like immediately I'm like, I have to hedge this answer with like, (laughs) but you know what I mean? I'll share my bottom one. I'll share my two. (laughs) Okay, good, good. Because it feels like, well, okay, I don't know if this applies. It does apply. It applies to me, but okay, anyway. Uh, My bottom one is consistency. My bottom one is consistency. Kyle, no Uh, way. That is my bottom one. That is my bottom one too. Oh, dang. For real? <laughs> yeah. Dang. It's hilarious because as soon as I started sharing that, I was like, well, but I really value flexibility. Oh, no. And I, it's, yeah, yeah, it's my last one. So Wow. <laughs> okay. So funny. I didn't. Well, here we are talking about how unique it is. And you and I are just like, no, yeah, we're the same. So sure enough. <laughs> really going okay, to so really encourage ones- people here. Go for it. <laughs> right. So my bottom ones are uh, consistency. We have developer is uh, mm. toward the bottom. So that is the one with like seeing potential in others, fully forming individuals, um, trying to trying to see them as kind of what Jared was talking about earlier. It's like the, you know, taking people from what they could be to what they are instead yeah. of going from good to great. It's kind of that, that first step, um, yep. which is kind of ironic to me. Um, yep. Next up is adaptability. So I guess I'm not flexible. Mm. Who knows? Uh, that's 32 <laughs> on my list. And uh, empathy is 31. So I guess I'm not a very uh, okay. empathetic person. 
Yeah. I, uh, what do you got? <laughs> I, mine, mine are somewhat similar a little bit other than adaptability. We kind of flopped there cause that one's my third one, but my bottom mm-hmm. four, and I'm sure some of these are higher for you. Um, it is consistency. So we're hitting the mark on that. That's my 34th right above that. This probably won't be a surprise to literally anyone. Um, but my 33rd is harmony. So mm. real low on my list. Don't, I guess I don't really care if it's harm. It's if there's harmony or not. Context, you like to mix it up. Yeah. Context is also really low to me, um, which mm. makes a lot of sense. I didn't like a lot of times I'm like, I really don't need to know everything. I just like, just let me go and do it. I have the same friend I'm talking about whose input is number one. She is like, if you tell, if you tell me to do something without context, like I die and I hate you for it. And I'm like, I really, I could care less. We're just wasting time talking about all the background and everything else. Like I'll just figure it out. It's cool. And so, yeah. especially when we worked together, her and I really had to <laughs> had to develop that in each other because I had to give more context to her, and she had to give me less. So it's funny. And then my my fourth one, my fourth lowest one is discipline. Just oh, discipline. interesting. Yeah, okay. my husband actually would believe all those about me. <laughs> but in a, in a work setting, I think I show up a little different. But yeah, discipline. I think I'm so bad with discipline because I get bored. I'm like the same thing mm. every day. Like that is incredible. The same routine to me is incredibly yep. boring. Even like the same job. That's what I appreciate about our work. We we really are. We have to do something kind of different every day a little bit. And so, um, right. So I appreciate the switching it up, you know, again, yeah. consistency is my last one. So obviously I don't like the same thing over and over again. I actually, while we were reading through or while we were talking about those, I, I took a quick glance at consistency. And one of the first lines mm. in the description says, you're keenly aware of the need to treat people the same, no matter what their station in life. And I'm like, I don't, I don't feel like I need to treat everybody the same. You know what that I mean? Okay. Yep. So anyway, I'm with you. That's good to know. <laughs> that's good. So I'm learning a ton about Ansh just from this conversation. Like, okay, context <laughs> is in my top 10. Maybe I need to just, you know, focus on the future with Ansh instead of talking about, you know, the, the past and why it's important. <laughs> No, it's, it is a weakness of mine because, because a lot of people need it more often than not, the people I've worked with need it and they need to like share it and give it. And I, but a lot of my top one, I mean, futuristic is like my number seven or number six Mm. or something like that, depending on the test. And so I, I really can in a not so great way default sometimes to that. And I've learned like people really need to bring it back a little. They want to be in the present. Some even want to live in the past. The the friend I'm talking about, she like lives in the past, loves Mm. Loves the past. I'm like, well, that was so long ago, but it's hilarious that you're still there. So I've learned to really appreciate it because we need it. I mean, if you want to be better in the future, it helps knowing where you come from in the past. Right. So yeah, sure. it's all beneficial. Like we said there and, and I'll even just to say, cause you and I just talked about our lower ones, but it's, it's your top 34 strengths. So everybody has, if you're thinking of them like buckets, there's like 34 buckets and, and you have something in the bucket, right? It's just a mm-hmm. matter of our top 10 is obviously our highest bucket. It's not like, man, consistency, I'm so weak, I can't do it. I really had to change my framework in that. It's no, it's still yeah. 34 strengths. I can, if I want to, I can grow that. But I just know if I'm if there's a job that's gonna require a lot of consistency, naturally it is probably just not the right one for me. Like I don't I don't know that I need to sit there and be an accountant, you know? Right. I hate discipline, yeah. I hate consistency. Um, and you know, whatever else I just said, that's pretty, <laughs> not, I'm not natural with. So I think it helps us in career exploration and helps us in teamwork. It helps, it helps on a supervisory level. And then even you mm. with your boss, I would say we didn't really touch that, but I think it really helps there too. 
Um, and, and that's what it's done for me, but yeah, go for it, Kyle. I was just about to say as a middle manager, it's incredibly helpful to know like, okay, how do my direct reports operate? Like, am I giving them tasks that are just draining them? Do I need to, you know, find something that is a better use of their time, you know, and delegate other things in other areas to other people? Yeah, totally. Totally. And on the supervisor level, it is so helpful. I think if you're on the, I can't remember fully because I haven't done it in a while, but if you're looking at the reports or maybe it's just the website, I think it even breaks this down a little bit too. Like at when you're supervising, mm-hmm. um, as you're learning or like being led and then talks a lot about how all of your strengths filter again through that number one, through that number one strength as well. So we talked a lot about For how sure. it benefits us as a whole. Kyle, what is your like number one takeaway or the biggest piece of advice that you would give somebody as they're going through this strength finder journey? My biggest piece of advice is just, I, it's kind of, kind of a given, right? Like it's, oh yeah, obviously this is good leadership advice. Uh, <laughs> communicate, communicate your mode with other people. The more that you share about the way that you operate and the more you learn about how other people operate, the more efficient you're going to be in the workforce and uh, the more of a dividend you're going to be able to see from building those relationships, right? Um, It's about knowing other people around you and other people knowing you. So that's, Mm. you know, biggest, biggest strength of strength finders. Mm. You heard it from Kyle Press himself. Unvoiced expectations always go unmet. We all want, we all expect people to learn about us, but we don't want to learn about them. True. Let's not unmeet those expectations. Um, so we talked about a lot today. We encourage you all go on Strength Finders, get the book, go on the website, take the quiz, have your team take the quiz, mm-hmm. have your well, if you can have your boss take the quiz without that being offensive, <laughs> have him or her <laughs> take the quiz as well. <laughs> um, and whatever you do this week, go out and be a good leader. <laughs>